at Dice Diaries podcast. I'm your host, John, and today I'm out for a bit of a walk, trying to get a bit more active, and I thought what I'd do is I'd pause along the way and I'd try and record a quick podcast using my phone. So if you hear some background noise, that'll be why. So I've picked my way through the empty cans of Carling and a special brew alongside the otherwise picturesque canal behind the back of my home. And I'm now having a quick rest. So I thought I'd talk about something that had occurred to me recently. Now, I recently bought Brancolonia, the spaghetti western fantasy setting for 5th edition, after I saw a recommendation on the tabletop gang by Jeff McCallier. Apologies, I've got the name wrong. I don't have any notes with me or anything. Like I say, gorilla podcasting in the best style of Spike Pit. And I bought it because I was interested in the spaghetti western fantasy genre, you know, where you play all these knaves who are part of a gang, and you're not really sort of hard and criminals but you're sort of ne'er-do-wells trying to sort of make ends meet in this strange Italian sort of myth-inspired setting which I thought was really a cool sounding idea it's not a setting I'm familiar with and I really wanted to see what that was about so I ordered the first setting book for Brancolonia and the supplement the Macaroni-Com again probably pronounced that wrong that came with it and I started reading through it and at first I was like yeah do you know what this seems this seems really cool it's got different uh, options for player character classes I forget what they're called in fifth edition you know like the paths you pick when you get to third level the sort of give you additional abilities and specify what sort of fighter, wizard, whatever you are. And I was thinking, oh, you could just use the ones from Brancolonia to really, like, bed the game into the setting. And that would also do away with what I think is a bit of a system bloat in 5th edition where you have so many ridiculous options to choose from, which just seemed to be in the name of getting cool powers for characters, which I know I GM more than I play, but it's just not something that I'm really interested in. So, But as I started reading through it, I was taking in the setting. That was all seeming really cool. There was a few extra subsystems, you know, for like running your band. And there's a system for your notoriety. So effectively, you start off the game with like a bounty on your head because you're a knave or a scoundrel. And as you do various things in the game, your bounty level can increase or decrease giving you the ever-present threat of like royal-sanctioned bounty hunters being on your tail. And it put me in the mind a little bit of like Blades in the Dark, you know, where you're trying to run a criminal gang and you're trying to sort of make ends meet. And there's various rules for like having your den, your hideout, and what sort of benefits that gives you. You pick a different type of den related to what type of band of knaves you are. And that put me in mind of, I forget the name of it, the, the sort of vaguely Star Wars-esque powered by the apocalypse game. Future John here. I am, of course, in this segment of the podcast referring to Scum and Villainy by Evil Hat Productions. Where you pick your ship at the start, and depending on what ship you pick, it gives you different abilities and things like that. As I was reading it and I went on and on, I started to get a sort of creeping feeling of dread coming over me where the more and more stuff got introduced the more and more I was thinking oh this just seems to be them trying to like handle some of the shortcomings in fifth edition or some of the bits of fifth edition that don't really work with the setting they're espousing in this campaign book Brancolonia 
Now, some of that, I think, is quite good and quite inventive. For instance, the way they deal with um, too much power creep and becoming nigh-demigod-like player characters, which, don't get me wrong, if that's what you like in your game, that's absolutely fine, but it's not really for me. The way they get around that is they cap the levels that PCs can make it to. And then there's an additional thing where you can acquire sort of additional bits and bobs so you can sort of carry on advancing after that level i think it's fifth or sixth but i didn't see any sort of hard and fast rules for that in the game maybe it's going to be in a later supplement and to be honest even though i had my misgivings with it i have backed a kickstarter they have going on at the minute for another three books one's a bestiary one's an adventure compilation i can't remember what the other one is because i think the authors have put in a, a good job with this book and i think new authors uh, people who are trying to like push the envelope a little bit and do something different even if it's with like the world's most popular role-playing game deserve to be supported so i've backed that and i have no qualms about doing it and i very much enjoyed reading the Brancolonia books i've got at the minute however it does really feel as though they've picked fifth edition solely for a business decision because it's the most popular version of the game at the minute and the rules are available under the OGL and whatever to be able to do that with rather than picking a rule set or making a rule set that really suits that particular setting and I can understand that to be honest from a business decision because you know they want to get the game that's accessible to as many people as possible because obviously they're trying to make a profit on it so they can carry on making future books which entirely understandable that's the world we live in don't begrudge them for that but for me i've one of my main gripes with fifth edition and again if you like it more power to you it's not my flavor but fair enough as long as you're enjoying it but one of my particular uh, sort of bugbears with it is that there seem to be an awful lot of additional rules piled onto the what i consider to be fairly simple framework of earlier DD, which i just find unnecessary and that's before you even take into account like the the quite high sort of superhero power level that the player characters start at in fifth edition and i'm aware that's just a particular preference a, a specific games choice i prefer it when your characters start off as just being slightly better than the average person and then gradually over the course of adventures if they survive facing real risk they get to be powerful heroes whereas in fifth edition if it, it feels a bit more like the marvel superheroes of DD to me which fair enough but you know you come out of the gate already being quite powerful and sort of heroes already rather than just being like your standard dung farmer who if he survives through his pluck and tenacity might eventually get to be a hero and there's nothing wrong with that like i say it's just not really my particular vibe and i certainly thought that a lot of the mechanics that were being used in Brancolonia just seemed to be unnecessary and as i was reading through it they were referring more and more to like oh you get this specific power you get that specific power and as I went into the first supplement, there were more and more options being offered. And what in the initial Brand Colonia book looked like it might be a simple streamlined alternative to 5th edition started to get more and more, I suppose, system bloat, you could call it. Now, of course, you don't have to use all the stuff from the supplements. You could just stick to the main book. But even so, there were lots of additional powers and things in there that i thought were just a little bit unnecessary and would sort of push the game more in a 
a sort of superhero style direction which is absolutely fine if that's what you want to do but given the level limits and stuff like that in the main book it seems like the authors didn't really go want to go down that route themselves and they were sort of having to backpedal quite a lot or introduce quite a lot of other mechanics to restrict the normal game flow of fifth edition now whether you like that or not in fifth edition is very much down to you but it seems to me if fifth edition doesn't really work for the game or you're gonna to have to spend so much time trying to rewrite it or tell people to ignore certain parts of the system then maybe you'd have been better off just picking a different system in the first place now this contrasts with a game that i've got written by gabor lux called helvetica and again i've probably got the name wrong and that focuses on picaresque fantasy if you're not aware picaresque books are sort of the forerunners of pulp novels you know again where people play scoundrels and they get into all sorts of scrapes i'm not a big sort of scholar when it comes to that sort of thing but there's quite a nice uh, write-up in the book future john here again and according to wikipedia the picaresque novel which is based on the spanish picaresca from picaro for rogue or rascal is a genre of prose fiction that depicts the adventures of roguish but appealing heroes who are usually of a low social class living by their wits in a corrupt society it adopts a realistic style but incorporates some elements of comedy and satire they were particularly popular in the 18th and 19th centuries. And Helvetica very much takes a sort of OSR approach to running that sort of picaresque style of game. So it has a much simpler rule system, although it does add a few of its own tweaks and stuff like that. But it's a much simpler system and it's certainly more in line with my playing style. Now, for me, the only problem with Helvetica is the the layout of the book for me isn't that easy to read it consists of like big wadges of black text on white paper with just the occasional few sort of quite nice woodcut style artworks breaking it up so i actually find it quite difficult to read i suppose what i'm really trying to say is what i'd really like is the sort of system bit of helvetica with the amazing layout and the art of brancolonia because brancolonia the two books i've got so far are absolutely beautiful they're very professionally laid out and the the artwork is amazing in them they're very colorful the layout is clearly a modern layout it's very easy to read quite easy to find what you want to find when you're looking through it whereas helvetica there's loads of great stuff in the book but i personally find it a bit more of a slog to actually get to the information i want i mean it's worth doing because it is a very good book and i thoroughly enjoy reading it so it's got me thinking would i like to would i like to run a game in a sort of spaghetti fantasy version of italy or something like that or eastern europe well central europe i suppose for helvetica i think you know what yeah i probably would actually it's a genre that quite appeals to me from what i've sort of read of it so far and i find it very interesting however would i use the brancolonia fifth edition version to do it i don't think i would to be honest just because like i'm not that big a fan of fifth edition and i don't i'm not really keen on the idea of having to sort of brush up it because i've not played fifth edition or for ages or ran it and i'm not really keen on the idea of having to like brush up on my fifth edition rules only then to have another book 
which is sort of trying to countermand or sort of play down some of those rules while also adhering to others. I think if they were going to go in this direction, I'd have really rather Brancoloni like had the raw system in it itself rather than just being a campaign setting. And I know that would have pushed the price up and made it more expensive. But I think as an all-in-one book, I would have found it much more appealing because I don't really like having to flip between multiple books to run a game. So I'm probably not going to run it as is for 5th edition, but there's loads of good ideas in it I'd like to run. Now, am I going to run Helvetica as it is at the minute? Possibly. I mean, I'd have to probably do a lot of work to like cut out bits and pieces so I could like make myself a cheat sheet to run it because I wouldn't want to be trying to flick through that book to try to find stuff during the game but maybe what I'll try and do is I'll try and take the sort of rule system of Helvetica and mash it together with some of the ideas out of Brancolonia and I'm perfectly happy to do that but again it's a lot more work it's not like either of the books I really feel I can just pick up and run straight away which is a bit of a shame to be honest I think they're both interesting in their own way now that's not to say there's anything wrong with these books as far as I'm concerned well I suppose I've just spent all my time talking about the things I don't like about them but like I say, it's very much my own point of view. You might pick them up, you might love them. For me, however, each of the book has very strong positives, but also has some negatives that mean I don't really want to pick them up and just run them as is. So, but then again, my only choice is to sort of mash them together or to like rejig them to make my own version of them, which again, just takes time. And I can't just pick the books up for my money and run them as is, which I think is a bit of a shame. So that's pretty much my ramble for a Sunday morning. I'd love to hear what you think about books where you think they've got great ideas, but you don't really feel like you can just pick them up and run them. Are there any books that you know like that? How have you got round it? Have you just shrugged and thought, oh, well, I'll just deal with the bits that I don't like? Or have you tried to rewrite them and make your own version of them? Have you tried to change rule systems? Let me know how you do it. If you want to get in touch, you can do so by leaving me a message on SpeakPipe. There'll be a link in the description. Or you can email me at rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And maybe we can do another call-in episode if we get enough responses to this. So there we go. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please like and share it and all of that good stuff. So until next time, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun. See you soon.